0: I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where EarnIn comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. When you download the Earnin app, type in "clutter under podcast." When you sign up, it'll really help out the show. That's clutter under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com/tos for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. You're listening to Wanna Be Clutter Free, formerly Wanna Be Minimalist, with Deanna Yates, episode number 158. Today is a reversed guest episode. Every once in a while, I like to share interviews that I've done on other shows because I feel like the information is super helpful or gives you another glimpse into this whole living clutter-free thing. I was invited by Amy to help her overcome clutter in her home, so stay tuned to find out where she struggles and what I suggest she lets go of. Hey there, my wannabe clutter-free friend. I hope you are having a wonderful day. If you are returning, welcome back. As always, I am so excited that you are here, and if this is your first time here, welcome to the show. I hope you like what you hear and that it helps you in your life and in your home. It is an absolutely gorgeous day in San Diego, and I finally feel like the weather is living up to our sunny reputation. It has been such a gloomy year, and you could see it and feel it in the community. People were really getting down about not seeing the sun. And I guess that makes sense, though. People often move here for the weather, and when it's not great and it seems to drag on and on without end, well, it can wear on you, especially because there is nothing you can do about it. And I can't help but chuckle about it because, having lived in Chicago, Munich, Colorado, and Iowa, I know what it's like to live through truly bad weather. But for now, I am just happy to see the sun again, and I'm happy that the energy in the city is buzzing again. It just... It fills me up, and you can really feel It's palpable, so I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it. But you are not here to talk about the weather. You are here to chat about living clutter-free, and today is going to be a fun episode. I am in the hot seat as a guest on the Grounded in Maine podcast where the host, Amy Fagan, asks all about decluttering and minimalism as she struggles with what she calls, quote, the hoarding gene, end quote. I shared some real-life tips with Amy that she could implement right away, and we discussed the physical and mental benefits of having less stuff. So give it a listen, and then make sure to check out Amy's show, too. The Grounded in Maine podcast is described as an open conversation about being mindful of how we show up for the world. Amy discusses the role we play in sustainability, including gardening and preserving, recycling and composting, and even household DIY. It's a podcast about our collective commitment to ecological responsibility and learning different ways to be part of the solution. And I've been enjoying her shows as she has a variety of guests, so it's really fun to listen to. I'll leave a link in the show notes, or you can head over to my website, wannabeclutterfree.com slash 158 to get the links and to find more resources from me. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 158. And one quick note to mention, This was recorded before my podcast name change was final, so you will hear us refer to wannabe minimalist instead of wannabe clutter-free. In fact, the mix-up between the names was one of the final deciding factors for me to finally commit and go all in on the name change. And now, on to my conversation with Amy.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Grounded in Maine today. My name is Amy Fagan. My guest today is Deanna Yates, who I met on Facebook, where I meet a lot of people. Deanna has her own podcast. It is called "Wanna Be Clutter Free." Wanna be minimalist? That's what it is. Her Instagram page is "Wanna Be Clutter Free." I don't know why I can't get that. Anyway, Deanna is super inspiring. She has lived quite the life, and she she has inspired me so much. I I have the hoarder gene in me, and I fight it constantly. And I am completely inspired to start weeding things out. In fact, I'm recording this intro two weeks later. And just yesterday, I filled up a huge box full of shoes that I didn't need and clothes that I haven't worn in a while. And that's all because of her. I haven't stopped thinking about it since I talked to her. And I just think she's wonderful. And because of her clutter-free life. She has so much freedom in her life and she can do things that I definitely can't do. I feel like I can't do. Anyway, I think she's wonderful. I hope that you'll learn something from this. She. It's not just get rid of your junk. There's more to it than that. And she's not one of those all or nothing type people that are just like, you have to get rid of everything. I love that about her. We're meeting face-to-face today for for the first time. She's got a lot of experience in this. So Deanna, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, Amy, thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yay! So
0: wannabe minimalist. Are you a legit minimalist? So that term I think is very loaded. And I think it has a lot of different meanings for a lot of different people. So I say wannabe because... Look, I'm a suburban mom. I have a nine-year-old daughter. To say that I'm going to have 100 items is not realistic. But to strive to be intentional about the things I bring into my home and be minimalist in my purchasing of new items, yeah, definitely. I definitely feel like I treasure experiences over things. I, for me, it is just more about intention than it is about the set number of items we have. I want to make sure that the things we keep are the things that actually ha- serve a purpose for us. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of where that part comes from. Yeah. Wow.
2: There's a
1: hundred things. Is that like a firm rule?
0: No, there's some, there's a guy out there that talked about only having a hundred personal items. And I think, I think people just see through this kind of stuff now because it wasn't like there were only a hundred things in his house because he was a he was a dad. He was a husband. He had a kid, right? So it was his personal items, not necessarily all of the things. And so I think it can get a it can get really complicated when people are like, Well, how many of these things do I need? And it's like, Well, how many feel mm. right to you? There's no set number. There's no life is what you make of it, right? There's no right. set. And for me, it's always just striving to be a little bit better, do a little bit m- better. Be a little more conscientious about what I'm doing, learn from past mistakes, learn from purchases I made that weren't the best choice. And just, I just love that being learning, being curious, and just taking life as it comes and not being so rigid with myself and with other people, right?
1: Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. The rigid part is so, it's so spot on because people feel like you have to be like you're all in or you're all out. And that's just, yeah, it's unreasonable. Because we're human, like you said, and we have lives and it's not, everything is not about the stuff that we have. And I think that's so awesome. And I love, I just love the way that you think about that because it's true. It's so true. I, it's not necessarily having as little as possible, but having what you have means something and is functional. That's amazing. Very cool. And how did you get how did you get here? Have you always been, had that mindset? Well, I think I've
0: always been a saver. I think I've always been somebody that has saved my money, even from when I was a little kid. There's the story of kind of one of my biggest purchases that I ever made as a kid. I was 10 years old and we didn't have any cats and I really wanted a cat. We had a dog. I really wanted a cat. And my parents said, well, you can buy one. Now, I will say, I'm going to date myself here. This was pre-rescues being right. a thing. This was this is all that, okay? So nobody give me hate for not getting a rescue cat and get it right. here, bred. I was 10, please be nice. But I paid $250 for this cat back in 1990. So I've always been a saver. I've always wanted the quality over the quantity. That's so why I will... to get a rescue right now, right? Well, there you go. See, no, because we haven't, we ha- we don't have any pets now. She's not true. We just got a beta fish for our daughter. So she's in heaven. She loves it. We just got it yesterday. They're beautiful.
1: <laughs> Their fins are so like oh, flowy.
0: They are gorgeous. Yeah. They just don't like others. <laughs> they just don't yes, play well. Yes, right? Very solo. They don't play well with others. <laughs> so I think that's a really good story early on in my life to show that like I was able to save and I really would be very conscientious about what I would buy And then I think just as you get older and you grow up and you have all these different inputs coming at you and all these different marketing channels and all this different stuff, there was a time when we had a lot of stuff, right? My husband and I, we were living in Boulder. Our daughter was one. We decided we were working. We had a business. We were working from home. We said, we can do this from anywhere. We're like, why don't we do it from Europe? Why not? And so we sold 90% of what we owned. We sold our car. We sold most of our furniture. At the time, most of it was Craigslist stuff and whatever. So it didn't feel like this big thing and we were only renting. So it was easy to just check out and go. And it was amazing. We didn't need all that stuff. We didn't need as much stuff to live with. Fast forward, we came back, we tried, you know, the travel blogging, we thought we'd be travel bloggers, right? Well, that didn't work out. So we threw in the towel, came back, thought we would be good, moved near family in Des Moines, bought a house started to fill it with stuff because we didn't have anything. And then of course our friends and family are so generous and they were giving us stuff because like we said, we sold 90% of what we owned and now we're filling a three bedroom home. And so before long, it was cluttered and we felt just like all this stuff weighing down on us. I ended up getting a job in Chicago. We moved again and moves are always a great way to be able to purge and let go of the stuff you don't need. We were able to be a lot more mindful of the things we brought with us, right? It was a lesson of, okay, pause, be able to say no, think about something before you bring it into your house. And just, I think having those experiences back to back was really helpful in saying, okay, life is feeling overwhelming. What's something that's happening now that wasn't happening? Because it's not like traveling with a one-year-old distress-free. Let's go ahead and put that out there. But why am I so much more stressed now? Oh, I have all this stuff I'm trying to manage. And clean and keep up with and so it was just a really eye opening way to be able to say this is a stark contrast from this and maybe there's a happy medium in here.
1: Oh my gosh, Deanna Wow. I mean, it, listening to your story, I it does make sense that the more you move, the easier it is to to be aware of what you actually need, for sure. I've been in my house for 16 years now. We're settled. <laughs> Yeah, Um, I get that. (laughs) And I want so badly to work toward decluttering, but there's just so much stuff and then it's all overwhelming. So what would you, if someone like me were to say, Deanna, how can I start? What would you recommend for someone who has lived in the same house for 16 years and is overwhelmed and super stressed? What would you say? What would you say first? Yeah. Where where would somebody like me? Asking for a friend. Yes, Um, for sure. Totally. totally. Got it. Well, you have a choose your own adventure
0: option. I'm going to give you two choices. One, you get to either choose the area that is the, that you notice the least. Like that's going to be the easiest for you to say, oh my God, I haven't looked in this box in five years. I clearly don't need anything in here. So... I'm gonna look through it just in case there's some like super treasure that I would be devastated if I didn't have. Hint, there probably isn't, but just go with the lens of, just so I at least know what I threw out. So that's option one, start where there is zero attachment, the least amount of attachment that you can think of. The other option is to start where it's going to make the biggest difference in your day. So a lot of people, if they're working out of the home, A lot of women, I know that's going to be their closet because you're in there every day and the clothes we put on help us reflect out to the world how we're feeling about ourselves. It is for better or for worse, it's the costume we put on to the world. And so being able to go through your closet and instead of saying, I have nothing to wear, but you have an entire closet full of stuff, you're going to go through it and you're going to try your clothes on and you're going to say, I feel good in this outfit. Or you're going to try it on and say, I don't feel that great when I wear this and give yourself permission to let go of those clothes because the more we hold on to the things that we don't actually feel good in or feel good about, it hides the stuff that we do love. The stuff we do love gets buried in it. And so it's not that you can't keep those things that are just so, so fine. You can But it just makes it harder to find the things that you love. It makes it harder for those things that you love to come towards you. And then you actually save those things that you love because you think, well, those are my special things. But you are special. Every day is special. From If you listen to anybody who has lost a loved one or gone through a traumatic experience or suffered a, a natural disaster, things you didn't see coming you start to then treasure those days you had the regular everyday life it's special and so we need to treat it as such and use those nice things don't save them for a rainy day because mobs could get to them a fire could come there could be a flood you could change sizes like the things you love may not be there when you actually want them so use them today try on all your clothes see if you like them if that's too much Just start with one section. I try not to overwhelm because especially if you haven't gone through your stuff in a very long time, it can be very overwhelming to go through an entire category of things. If you take clothes, that might be too big. Try pants, try t-shirts, try jackets, try... And then especially as we get through a season, so we're coming off of, right, as we're recording this, we're coming out of fall or out of winter and into spring. So you're going to then have... What are the winter coats that I had that I didn't wear this season? Because if you didn't wear them this season, newsflash, you are not going to wear them next season. You just aren't. So that's where I like to start, especially as we're changing seasons. It's a really good place to be able to say, like, all right, I didn't wear that. I'm not going to wear it. I know I'm not. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non toxic, medical grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and Visit activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's activeskinrepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order.
3: Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above,
1: I feel like you can see into my soul. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's really awesome. I love the way that you, I love the way that you word it because it is, it, it can feel really overwhelming. And I feel like, I know that I have a little bit of the hoarding gene. My mom was pretty bad like that, but I'm like, I'm constantly trying like a little bit here and there. Like I'll, I'll take old clothes that I changed sizes. I'll take them. Away oh to the food bank, <laughs> to the clothing bank. and But it's just, it's a bag here and there, which it does feel good. But there are still a lot of clothes. And it's not like I have a ton of clothes. I just have dresses that may or may not fit me now. But then what if I lose or gain? Yeah. That's the hoarder well, in
0: me. I know it. Like, I get that. I what get if? that. Well, and I had to come to terms with the fact that I'm not a dress wearer. I don't wear dresses. And I, it's just a personal preference. Like it's just not something I know that's not going to be the thing that I reach for. I am a jeans and I'm a tighter jean and a slouchy shirt kind of girl. Right. Or I'm a shorts. I'll wear some skirts, but I don't, I'm just not like a long dress, never going to happen. So sometimes you end up with those things in your closet and you think, Oh, that's interesting that I bought that because I'm really not that kind of a person. Yeah. I don't wear those things, but I have them for them? weddings, <laughs> right? Well, keep the one, keep the one that you love and you feel amazing. in. I'm at a stage in my life where I don't really get invited to many weddings anymore. I was talking to a friend of mine. She's, oh, we went to my cousin, my second cousin removes wedding last weekend. And she's, I hadn't been to a wedding in ages. And I'm like, yep. I haven't been to a wedding in ages. And the next time I'm going to go to a wedding, it's either going to be my niece and nephew. They're in their 20s. So there's the next set I'll go to. And that's two weddings. And then my daughter's friends. Like that's at the point where I'm going to be at. There's not going to be that many in your nine-year-old daughter. My nine-year-old daughter. Yes. This is how far it's going to be between when I'm going to need to go to a wedding. So it's like I have one nice dress in case we get invited somewhere. And that's it. I don't go out like there, I don't need nice formal things I don't work in a corporate setting anymore
1: where I'm going to corporate events and these are the things right so without all without dresses and stuff in your closet <laughs> no seriously what do you yeah. do? You just have it empty or do you put other do you have a filing cabinet Let's or see. something so
0: so our closet i i actually redid it when we had a small walk-in closet so i redid it when my husband was on a work he was on a trip with some friends and so it was kind of like i get into really like i that's like my little devious like place you have the house to yourself I'm i'm gonna rip out this closet and put in organizers This is what I do for fun when I have late nights to myself. I'm a little strange.
1: (laughs) I do the same thing. I painted our bathrooms when my husband was away for two weeks. There
0: you go. See, we're meant to be friends. And so basically I just, I put in, it was just one rack, like a U rack all the way around. So I just divided it and I put in, so we have a dresser in our bedroom that I am getting rid of. There's nothing in it. There is nothing in it. It's currently the sand for the TV. And we just need to come up with a time to put the TV on the wall. Yes, I'm one of those people that's a minimalist, that has a TV in my bedroom. Don't shoot me. (laughs) And so every once in a while, it's nice to have it, especially when we're going to start having sleepovers and the kids are going to be in the house and I want to be in my
1: room. Right.
0: (laughs) There are different phases. And so. Oh, my gosh. Your daughter is
1: just about the age when she's going to start doing that. I know. know. She She had someone over last week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. So it's here. But so I have two, I got two like bookshelves actually from Ikea that have drawers on the bottom. So it's three shelves and then two drawers. So the drawers have our underwear and our socks and bathing suits and tights and things like that for me, my husband and my husband's is just his underwear and his socks. And, and then I have like, I put two hanging bars on his side and then I have a tall on mine and like I said, it has the one dress, it has a jumper, it has coats. So like I do have one long coat that I still have in there. And then it has, then the other side is just my like hangout shirts. And then I actually put the hamper under the lower hanger. And normally the lower bar is just like my
1: drying stuff, stuff that's drying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's, so there's a part of it that's probably empty.
0: So it's not a not closet. So it's not super empty, but it's not okay. stuffed. Like all the hangers can move quite a bit.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. That is terrible. And that is part of why I've been going through myself because I'm like, I push everything away. Yeah. And why is it the closets? What is wrong with us? Why do we do that? Well, it's just
0: like I said, and part of it is because we traveled so much, right? So because we traveled, we did, so we did two stints of traveling. After we lived in Chicago, we traveled again which is what I was telling you before we started the interview. And so the first stint was when our daughter was one, we did six months. And the second stint, she was five and we did almost a year and a half, not quite. And that second time we just did carry on for the first part of the trip. And then we came back, we did a visa reset and we did seven months, almost eight months in Germany specific Munich. So we were there in an apartment, she went to kindergarten and, and that's how we did actually take
1: a full suitcase with stuff, but All yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So you did Spain and Germany, but uh-huh. then that, the six month stint earlier, where did you?
0: So, yeah. So the first time when she was one, we did a month in each place. We did Airbnb and we would stay for a full month in each city. So we started in Granada, Spain, and then we did, oh, actually we started in the UK. Sorry. We started in a little village called Buckton. It was just north of London, about 70 kilometers. And then we did, gosh, okay, this is going to take me back. It's going to take a minute. (laughs) So from there, we did a 10-day road trip in Scotland. Then we went across to, did we do Germany at that point? Maybe. We did Germany. And we did Greece for a week. We did Athens for a week. We did Granada, Spain. We did Olden, Switzerland. We have friends that live in Switzerland. So we stayed with them. And... With a one-year-old? Yeah, with a one-year-old, yeah.
1: That's amazing. Awesome.
0: We had a travel crib. That time was not carry-on only. We had our big suitcase. But we had a travel crib that actually fit in our suitcase, which was amazing. It was the Phil and Ted's Traveler. And I love it. It would just, it would pop up. You put it together. It was great. Yeah.
1: Wow. (laughs) Like a pop-up tent for a baby. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Crib. It
1: was great. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. The fact that you don't have... Yeah, You don't have pets and you don't have stuff. Yeah, You you have that freedom to just do whatever, which is amazing. That is a good motivator. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was going to say now our limitations are more on school, right? We have a nine-year-old. We always said we wanted to be settled. Both my husband and I have very traditional kind of upbringings, same house, our entire childhood type of a thing. And so we both had stable school environments and we wanted that for our daughter as well. So we, we did switch schools, but we stayed in the same district <laughs> after COVID. And so it's just now we're, okay, we're here. We're not going anywhere, but we still have the flexibility without the stuff. We're going to hopefully take a trip this summer.
1: So yeah. yeah. School vacations, man. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, I'm sure I have other questions. I'm just I'm so fascinated like I it's I don't know I feel like I really I feel like you're speaking to my soul and it's it's things that I know have known but I'm like so inspired to I'm so inspired to do more just by talking to you like just hearing how freeing it sounds I want some of that
0: (laughs) all right well I will give you some other tips I will answer some questions you're not even asking because I know you're gonna have them So one, I would also say work on your systems. That is a way for you to be able to get rid of your clutter without even having to do a big declutter session. Because I'm going to say no one really likes decluttering. You tell me, right? Is it a big thing you're really into? No, of course not. If you did, you wouldn't have the stuff, right? So no one really likes the decluttering part. It's hard. It's emotional. It's tough. It's draining. It's it's mental, it's sentimental. You just feel, it's just, it's not a great feeling. So one way you can make the process easier is by having just different little systems in place, set up a central donation box in your house. And every time you come across something that you're like, eh, pop it in the box, right? It doesn't just magically disappear. You're going to have to take the box at some point, but at least it gives you a place to put your stuff that you're like, I don't think I need this. And then if a week goes by and you're like, okay, it's time for me to take this box. If you've never, if you haven't gone to take anything out of that box, then you can feel comfortable letting it go. Cause you're like, I put it in there and haven't needed it. Now I can Mm. let go of it. That's clever. Also put one of those boxes in your closet. Every time you get dressed, if you keep skipping over, you notice you keep skipping over a shirt or a pair of pants or a thing. And you're like, I'm not wearing this because this, and you're not even going to say it out loud. But you're going to definitely have that mental conversation going right. on.
1: Just push right past it every time. By
0: the third time, say, "Okay, I, clearly, I'm not going to wear this." Message
1: received in the box. <laughs> right, it.
0: because it's just that's an easy way for you to do it. So You're not going to have to sit there. Don't turn the hang the hanger thing is good, right? Everyone tells you turn your hangers around, and if you don't turn it back around, not yeah, worn it. You're not going to turn it around. Blah blah blah. That thing. Great if that works for you, do it. But. Sometimes just that act of having to turn the hangers around, you're just not going to do it. So just if you pass over it or you put it on and you're like, nope, take it off immediately in the box. Don't even make that hard decision one time and it'll just start to work its way out. Mm -hmm. The other thing is shop less. And this could be clothing. This could be groceries. This could be toiletries. This can be anything. Use up what you have make an inventory of it. If you're like, okay, I got toothpaste, right? How long did it really take me? I opened this tube on, you can even just start it in a notes, start a sheet, docs, Google docs or something. You should be like, okay, I opened this toothpaste on April 1st. How long did it take me until I was done with that toothpaste? Well, shockingly, it took me five weeks to get through that tube of toothpaste or however long it took, I don't know.
1: Right. And then you can say, I really need seven of them.
0: I don't need more. When I go to the store, I can be confident knowing I've got two backups, right? I generally like to just have one in back stock because I know once I open that next one, it goes on my list.
2: Right. I
0: don't have a lot of inventory to have to deal with. I just have the one and I have the one. It gives me the peace of mind that I'm not going to have to rush out to the store to get something. I'm not going to have to cut open the toothpaste and scrape it out if I run out which is totally fine if you want to, because again, we'll talk about sustainability. And I have this joke. I have this post I'm going to make of the two different types of people. We'll get there in a second. Anyway, with toothpaste, (laughs) remind me to come back to it. Okay. But but those are the kinds of things that are like, we stock up on things because they seem like they're a good deal. They're on sale at the time. We don't want to miss the deal, but those things come in cycles. And by the time it comes back on sale, you probably still have five in your closet or in your cabinet or in your cupboard. And so I think we can just say, okay, this took me just being a little more aware of the things we have. This took me this long to get through. My deodorant takes me a couple months to get through. My shampoo bottle. Oh my God, I haven't bought shampoo in four months. Like I don't need that much mm. in back stock, or just totally bypass that and just have one. And then, you know, when you go, when you open that backstock, it goes on the shopping list and you buy it next time you go. And the less times you can go to the store, the less times you have to say no to those impulse buys, right?
1: Yeah. Because
0: we've all been there. I fall prey to them too. I cannot go into Costco without a shopping list. And I always let myself have two impulse buys at Costco. That's it. I give myself wiggle room because I know otherwise I will feel deprived. <laughs> but I try to be very good about what's on my list and then they're always going to have the samples and the kid's always going to want something that wasn't on the list or we're going to forget one thing and so I try to give myself wiggle room of having a two extra things we can have in a basket that aren't on the list so
4: Again, that's not even just yours yourself.
1: that those two oh, things you know. include everyone in the house oh yeah yeah
0: oh. you Now you might give yourself a little more wiggle room when you first start out <laughs> I've been doing this for a while So I have a little practice. Be kind to yourself when you first start and look at it as a learning process, right? This isn't something that we have to be amazing at Mm. overnight. We didn't start off speaking. We didn't start off running. We started with baby words and crawling and walking. And so just how we do everything else, we got to learn. So
1: yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Awesome. Now tell me does your husband play this game? Not I'm not game but like I yeah. I talk to my husband and say when you take the last of something or rather just put it on the list. And it doesn't always happen. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it's more of a hey I just used the last. Right? So sometimes they're not going to make it to the stage where they have the list. <laughs> right? And also before I go to the store, I generally tend to walk around my house and be like, OK, check the closet, check the bathroom we got. OK, we got a toothpaste. We've got the dinner. OK, everything's here, right? Like you start to understand, like I said, this is a process. I keep my stuff in the same place so I know where it is. Right. I know where to check. Well, and you and have I less stuff. It like so it's not
1: so. Yes. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So
0: I have my cabinet that has my back stock in it and I know where to go. So, it makes it a little bit easier to then
1: do a quick scan.
0: Wait, I think we're on. Did you use the last two-faced? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Got it. So, yeah. Just being like, right, we all make mistakes. I make mistakes. So, I don't try to hold people to a perfect standard. I'm just like, yeah, right. It was a busy day. We forgot something. No big deal.
2: So, yeah. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do?
1: Okay. That's cool. So what was the thing that you were going to, we're going to come back to? Okay. The toothpaste.
0: (laughs) I know you talk about sustainability. And so I am, one of the things I like to do is I like to use every last ounce. I try to use everything up. And so I have this post of the different, there's two kinds of people when it comes to toothpaste the one that, like, I take the toothpaste and I, like, run it along the edge of the vanity and I get it all at the top and I, like, squeeze out, like, every last drop of toothpaste. And my husband's just, okay, that's, uh, here, I'm going to squeeze this one. Mikey. He
1: gets the new one and squeezes it out. Look just, at how much easier this one is <laughs> with all the toothpaste. Yeah. In it.
0: yeah. So, does he play the game in something, right? Yeah. We all okay. play the games and the things that
1: matter to us. Right. And not in all the same ways. Totally. <laughs> he, Yeah, well, we are human beings, and yeah, we have needs. That's really cool. Same life would be boring, right? Okay, so toothpaste was that the (laughs) was that the whole thing? That was it. That was it. Just the two two different kinds of people people with toothpaste. Yeah, with toothpaste. Gotcha. (laughs) I prefer. I've I've been making my own tooth powder for a, a bunch of years, but I have really bad teeth, and so the dentist told me that I should use a special toothpaste, which just drives me crazy. Cause mm. I hate the tubes for that reason. Yeah. Like I just, yeah. And then there's the, just the waste part, which is just hard, but so that's a struggle for me. I get that. Yeah. But I use, Quip, I have
0: lots of struggles. It's <laughs> <is> supposedly recyclable. <laughs> so yeah. what is it called? I think it's Quip. So Q-U-I-P. It's a, they deliver to you like every three months. It's like a subscription but it's they claim to be more sustainable and their packaging is all recyclable and the tube is supposedly recyclable so oh that's
1: cool there's also a company called bite and it's like little tablets that you can buy and just chew them and then brush your teeth i have some of those i have to check that out yeah we actually have a we have a refill store that just opened up in our town and so they have stuff like that like i bought mouthwash tablets oh yeah yeah Yeah. i love that but it's cool to not have to deal with the packaging especially with a refill like you can just bring your old one right yeah i do love that anyway (laughs) so we've talked about decluttering we've talked about
2: weeding through
1: stuff and Mm -hmm. methods to not contribute to clutter etc and so the benefits i'm getting are you feel lighter like you just feel oh for sure yeah and you can clean easier (laughs) yes i have to clean less (laughs) you because
0: you know what's dirty
1: yeah I know I hate dusting. I hate dusting. I used to work at a hotel and I had to dust. And now that I have my own place, I'm just like, I don't want stuff. I don't want stuff on the walls because I really don't want to dust it. And here we are with a bunch of stuff on the walls and I just don't dust it. (laughs) We just have little dust bunnies hanging out. And if you make too much wind walking by, there's going to be a dust bunny on the floor. (laughs) But so And so then the benefit of that would be your house is cleaner and you feel it must just feel so much better. So I'm going to be working on that. I might just. uh... Yeah. And so you were saying that you are working toward coaching, coaching business. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I'm hoping to do this kind of a thing where I'm talking to people more on a one-to-one basis, because right now I'm just basically giving people free advice through the podcast. But I've found that it's not you know, it's definitely beneficial. There's lots of nuggets on there and 146 episodes. You're definitely going to learn something there, but I do feel like it's more, I love speaking to people. I love diving in and figuring out what it is that really are their problems. What are the things that really, what is that one thing that if they could just tweak it a little bit would be that first domino to fall and Mm. just really help you on that, that journey and just letting go of all the chaos because i found that when i had stuff like so much stuff i can't concentrate it makes everything else chaotic i'm spinning plates i'm just everything is going and i can't focus and that wasn't who i wanted to be that wasn't the mom i wanted to be that wasn't the wife i wanted to be it wasn't the woman i wanted to be and so by letting go of the stuff i'm able to focus on the stuff that matters and i want to help other people do that so yes i'm working on creating a probably a program that would be more of a group coaching session where people could also learn from others because I think sometimes we can think we're in this silo all by ourselves and we're the only person that's experiencing this problem and we're the only ones that have all this stuff and we get so embarrassed by that and it holds us back. It really does hold us back in, in how we present ourselves to ourselves and to the world and I just want the world to be filled with women that are just lit up and just want to go out into the world and just be on fire to do whatever they believe in, make the world a more eco-friendly place and not be held back by this. I feel like women, when they have a lot of stuff, they just feel like they're holding on to a dirty little secret on them. They don't feel like they're really who they want to be. And so that's what I really want, what I really want to help with.
1: Yeah. Oh man, that's amazing. And so, Mm -hmm. if 146 episodes, you said the 146th drops tomorrow. And this is all about decluttering and systems to make your life easier. You know some stuff, man.
0: (laughs) I've got stuff all over. It's really fun. So, what I love is it's not just decluttering stuff. Yes, it's decluttering your stuff, it's organizing with systems, it's mindsets behind letting stuff go. This week, I'm talking about. That idea of trying to find the perfect recipient for your stuff and how that's a hurdle that people let themselves, that hold people back because they think, I think there's a guilt that we have this stuff. And if I don't get it to the right person, it's going to go in the landfill. And I feel guilty because I spent a lot of money on it. So I want it to go and be used and all this kind of stuff. And I think we just have to understand that once we buy it, it is going to go to the landfill. The problem is once it's made, it's going to go in the landfill at some point, whether we're the ones using it, someone else is using it, it doesn't get purchased. So I think there's a lot of that guilt that we put on ourselves that isn't helpful Mm. to us in the long run, because it just holds us back. And I'm not saying go hog wild and buy all the stuff. Clearly I don't want us to go buy all the stuff, but I also don't want us to feel bad about, this is where that non-judgment letting go and learning and understanding that life is a learning experience comes Mm -hmm. in of just, okay, maybe I made a mistake on that. I'm going to be better next time and being okay with that. And so, and then my guests are all over the gambit. So I talk a lot to moms. So I've got guests that have talked about parenting, guests that have talked about picky eating, guests that have talked about other minimalists on the show and what their life is. I find those episodes to be really fun too. So I've got all sorts of fun things on there
1: that'll help. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. I think I just listened to one of the, I think I listened to the the picky eating. One. Oh yeah. She, oh, Dr. Sam, she's fun. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Oh my gosh. So that, gosh, you just, I I love when I have an idea where the conversation is going to go. And then <laughs> it's just so much Better than I could have imagined. I'm so grateful to to you for doing this, Deanna. I'm so glad for your journey. I'm so glad that our paths crossed and we get to have this conversation. So, when I say the word sustainability to you, what does that mean? Because, like, I would say, like, minimalism, it's also a very complex word.
0: For sure. I definitely agree with that. For me, it's being mindful of what you are using. And so, It might not necessarily be right for you. Sustainability, you were talking about making your own toothpaste. That's not a route that I'm going to go, but it's be mindful that I don't buy the seven tubes of toothpaste. I buy the one tube of toothpaste that's going to that I'm going to use up and I will use every last drop of that toothpaste. It's using it's being mindful of the things that we bring into our home. It's understanding, like, okay, I don't need. I don't need let's, I don't actually wear that many clothes. So my closet is not filled with that many clothes. I'm, I wear a very neutral color palette. I wear a lot of denim and a lot of black, white, and some green. And so just knowing that I don't need a lot of that stuff. I try to be cognizant of where I buy my things and who I am buying from because I can get down on myself all day long for needing stuff, but the thing is we need stuff and I can just be a little bit better about where I buy that stuff.
1: Mm, Awesome. I love that. It's, I just, being mindful is so important. Just, it's not necessarily, I'm not going to do that or I'm going to do that, but just what does that actually mean? And that's, I think that's what I'm catching from what you're saying a lot. Like you don't have to, you don't have to punish yourself for, buying something extra or if you didn't buy something and you should have or anything like that it's just oh well maybe I didn't need that and give yourself some grace which I think is it's brilliant we are, we're we're also hard on ourselves we are women especially oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. and I think yeah so with with sustainability I know Personally, like it feels like a lot of the time it's like an all or nothing. Like I have to be super sustainable person or I'm, I'm a big jerk, but it's, it doesn't have to be like that. And so we're learning ways that, that we can ease into it or something that's not going to be life-changing, buying less stuff or decluttering. It's not like moving mountains, but it's going to make a difference. Even if it's not for the whole world, it's for you making a difference. You're going to feel better going into the world. Yes, exactly.
0: And I think too that if you fight to to try to be the least possible, right? I don't know that is possible in today's day and age, right? There are going to be the people that live with the hundred things, but did he really live with just a hundred things or was there some? Was it a hundred for him and a hundred for his daughter? Right. Or so we, you didn't own that. So it didn't really count. Or we all live in houses. We don't, if we're not going to be like Native Americans and living completely off the land and using every single iota of resource that comes out of everything we use, then there's always going to be that moment of, well, I could have done better. Okay, sure. But I'm doing better than I did yesterday. And I'm doing better than it's a sliding scale, right? We're all on this. Like this, I don't use anything and I use everything, right? Like I'm, I'm not going to name people because I'm not going to be mean. There's celebrities that have everything under the sun. I have 10 houses. I have a luxurious yacht. I use private jets. Like on the scale of things, people like you and I were doing better than we did yesterday and we're using a lot less resources than a lot of people. Now, could we do better? Sure. That's what we're on this journey for. That's what we're working toward. And that's what we're learning every day.
1: Right. That's why we're talking. (laughs) Awesome. Oh my gosh. So how, I'm hoping that I'm not the only one who's totally inspired by this. So if my listeners and their friends and family, if, if somebody is, I need Deanna in my life, how can people find you, follow you? stalk you.
0: I don't know. Sure. Come stalk away. So I'm on Instagram at wannabe clutter free. And so you can find me on there, DM me, send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. My podcast is wannabe minimalist, and you can find that wherever you like to listen to podcasts. The websites want to be clutter free. I'm not hard to find. So you just Google Deanna Yates. You will find me.
1: That's awesome. Oh my gosh. So yeah. that's where I was confused. The Instagram yes. and the podcast yes. have different names, but it's the same, it's the same meaning. Okay. Yes. Cool. I'm not crazy. I just I confused You are it. not. You are correct. Yay. The podcast is just oddly named. <laughs> not oddly at all. I have been following what is, Joshua Becker, the wannabe oh, yeah. minim, or... Becoming Minimalist. Becoming Minimalist. Yeah. And I, yes. <laughs> yeah. I've been following for many years and there are a lot of really cool. great posts that are inspiring, but it's so different to hear it than it is to read it. Yeah. To see your face and how bright your house is and how clean it is. Aww. And I'm like, well, Dang. Yeah, I have some work to do, <laughs> but, but it feels more attainable. In the way that you say it, not like you have to and, get rid of all these things and you have to have nothing and you have to live in a tiny house. And I, I have too much stuff for tiny
0: <laughs> but That is okay. I think we as a family would kill each other in a tiny house. I, more power to people that can do it. Same. I yeah. am just not in a place in my life where that is necessary. Yeah. So,
1: But it, I, yeah, I just, yeah. I find a lot of things are very much like that. Like you either are or you aren't it's yeah. like the whole black and white thing is really hard to be around if you don't fall into either of those categories. So if right. you're not, if you're not all in or all out, who are you and where are you? So I like the way that you put it. I'm just going to hang out with you because I like the Come way hang that out. You-, you make me feel like <laughs> I, I have a chance.
0: <laughs> oh, we all have a chance. You definitely have a chance for sure. The stuff you do with sustainability is way further than some of the stuff I do. So We all have our wheelhouses where we feel more comfortable and areas that we can go further in that we feel more comfortable going further in. And I think we lean into those and we, like you said, give ourselves a little bit of grace on the areas where we're like, maybe that's not my strong suit.
1: And that is totally okay. Right. And just try harder next time. Try harder. Exactly. If it bothers you, try harder. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah. it.
0: So, what did you think? Did you like getting to me? He- so, what did you think? Did you like getting to hear me in the hot seat? I would love to know your thoughts. Reach out and let me know. You can come on over to the wannabe minimalist group on Facebook and comment on this episode's discussion post, or you can comment on Instagram or send me a DM. I'm at wannabe clutter free on there. Or you can send an email to Deanna at wannabeclutterfree.com. I would love to connect with you. So reach out and tell me what resonated with you the most on today's episode or just come on over and say hi. And thank you to Amy for having me on the Grounded in Maine podcast. I love getting to chat with others and share my experiences. She is a gracious host and I look forward to connecting again in the future. Be sure you check out her podcast if you are looking for more information about sustainability sustainability as she has some great information to share. And that just about wraps it up for today. So thank you for joining me. If you liked this episode, could you be so kind as to leave me a rating and a review wherever you are listening to this show? You can leave a comment on Spotify, a review on Apple Podcasts, and a star rating pretty much everywhere else. I would really appreciate your feedback, and I love hearing your thoughts on the show. So thank you so much. Next week, I am chatting with Michaela Bucanieri about decluttering when you are in a step family household. It was a completely new perspective for the podcast, and it was an enlightening conversation to have. Even if you're not part of a step family, Michaela shares some really great advice about working with different personalities, so I know you'll get something out of it, no matter your family dynamic. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wanna Be Clutter-Free.
4: Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.